Welcome to The Wild Show with your hosts, Will Chang, Lee Chang, and Andrew Su. Hi, this is Will Chang, and as always, I have my co-host, Evan Lai, with me. Hey, Will. Welcome back. Thank you so much. So we, I just got back from NFT NYC with Lee and Andrew, and unfortunately, they're not here today because both Lee and Andrew got COVID. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I was actually rooming with Lee the entire time. We got at a hotel out away from Manhattan. We booked our hotel out in Brooklyn. And so we stayed there for a week together. And the first day we had a dinner with some friends in New York and he got COVID that first day. Oh, and, then, <laughs> and basically within the next, so he ended up showing up to a couple of events, like a couple of days with me to different events. We showed up on like Monday and by Wednesday he was out of commission. So for when did you find out he had COVID? So he started feeling pretty bad, like around Wednesday. And then, so he started getting, started testing himself Wednesday, Thursday, and that's when he found out he had COVID. So basically uh, yeah. by like Thursday, he couldn't leave the hotel. So like half of the time, he literally didn't even see any of the people. Like, so I actually had to go out and do things on my own. I had like plus ones for him. I couldn't bring him. And I had to invite someone else for my plus ones. Wait, so how did Andrew get COVID? He was also with you guys? So Andrew's funny story. Me and Lee are actually supposed to stay at Andrew's place because he has a place in New York, right? And uh, him and his wife, Shaolin, actually had a trip planned to Portugal. And so they're like, let's be really careful. Let's not get exposure to COVID. We're actually not going to go to NFT NYC so that we can go to this Portugal trip because Portugal is very strict. Makes right? sense. <laughs> and so something happened where they just decided that they're just going to live their life Andrew went to Miami the weekend before NFT NYC. And then he came out Monday. We ended up having dinner together. Andrew, Lee, me, and a bunch of other people that we know. And all of them got COVID. So I think they got COVID around the same time. And you're good? You didn't get it? I'm good. I'm really surprised that I didn't get COVID, especially because like... I'm I feel the, like you've gotten it so many times. I Maybe got you're just immune now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got it the first time. Right when the quarantine hit and no one knew if they were going to die. So I got it really early before everyone else. I got a second time at Youth Denver. Claudine was actually so pissed at me that I got COVID. But I guess getting COVID many times has paid off. I was able to go to all the NYFT, NYC events without COVID. So very thankful. So Andrew got COVID, right? And so you couldn't go to Portugal. Oh, that sucks. I know. That sucks. Yeah. Terrible. Better to find out you have COVID before landing in Portugal, though. Because actually, over, I think, two weekends ago, I met someone who went to Vegas and then flew to Korea for fun. And when he landed in Korea, he found out that he had COVID. And they forced him to go to a Korean COVID hotel, which was basically a motel. And he had to stay there for 10 days. He had to pay for everything himself. He couldn't leave the room. And he was just stuck there. And he had to share the room with two other Koreans. And he can't speak Korean. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it just sounded miserable as fuck. So They all had better bit together in this room, like maybe strangers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> so better to find out you have COVID before leaving the States. Luckily, I didn't get COVID. But it turns out everyone that went to NFT NYC got COVID. It was a super spreader event. So let's talk about NFT NYC and my experience there. I think the first thing that I wanted to t- touch upon is the actual conference. Yeah, and let's so get into it. I wasn't actually planning on going to the actual conference. I actually booked the tickets late. And so I looked at the conference tickets. It was $800 for the conference, right? 
And I was like, uh, I don't really know if it's worth $800. So I decided not to buy the tickets. Because from ETH Denver, I knew that most of the value you're getting is from outside of the events. The parties and Part, the networking. Like the, yeah, exactly. But then my friend Yoshi, he, he was living in Japan for a while. And he met this very successful tech entrepreneur out in Japan. And this Japanese entrepreneur wanted to go NFT in NYC. So he bought a ticket. And then a week before, he was like, eh, I actually want to get the VIP pass. I don't know how much the VIP pass is. But he uh, bought the VIP pass and he was like, okay, what do I do with this general pass now? And so he just let me have it. And so I have access to NFT and NYC. Nice. Maybe we can just go back through it day by day. Yeah. They've, it was like a three, four day event, right? Yeah. So maybe we could just break it down like day by day. What you did. So I wasn't really following it, but I saw how I saw some pretty cringy stuff on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and all, so I'm also really curious to hear, was it max cringe or was it actually pretty cool in person? Yeah. 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 So let's start. Let's do it. Monday. You, so you land in New York. What's up? I land in New York. I don't want to go into it. But I, I took the red eye. I took the red eye and me and Lee actually go, go way far back. Me and Lee, we were business school classmates and we were both from LA, so I hit him up and we're like, why don't we book a place together in Beijing? And so he, I got there first. I got there three or four days before him. And I was like, Lee, don't worry about it. I'll handle the figuring out the apartment thing because you can't actually book an apartment without being there. And so I'm there and I'm like navigating it. I'm going to like real estate agents and then uh, the real estate agent shows me the shitty ass apartment. I'm like, oh, this is so sh shitty. And then he shows me a nicer one. Oh, this is a little bit nicer. And then he shows me a third one that was okay. And it was pretty expensive. But I was like, okay, this is probably going to be the best thing that I get. Lee comes in and I was like, hey, Lee, I got a really good deal. And then he comes in. It was like this, like, honestly, objectively, it was like this really shitty apartment. So you got ripped off or? Yeah, I got fucking ripped off. Uh, and so we started seeing all of our classmates' apartments. They're like way nicer, double the size, half the price. And I'm like, okay, fuck. I basically committed Lee to a year of this and made him pay way more than you should have paid in a shitty apartment. Anyways, this happened again. So uh, <laughs> I booked a hotel and I didn't really look at anything other than, okay, are the reviews good? Is it good location? And I didn't look at the pictures. So I just booked it. It was fucking shitty. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> and so I showed up and I was like, oh man, I did this Lee again. So Monday comes in, it's the red eye. I show up like 11 a.m. I have layover because I booked it through my credit card points and I try to get the cheapest one. They got a direct flight. So he got in five in the morning. Five in the morning, he gets in and he's just waiting for me <laughs> until 1 p.m. Oh and my then, God. Yeah. He's like in a coffee shop waiting for me. And then we get there, we get in and then it's a shitty hotel. Did he just look hella disappointed or was he just, <laughs> oh, this is expected because I'm no, used to this. Like Lee is actually a very nice guy. He is super nice and... He's, he doesn't complain and he understands. Like he was like cool with it. It was like the hotel smelled like smoke. Uh, and it was really bad. <laughs> the only thing that we did on Monday night was this event that like me and Andrew and Lee went to. There's a group of us that all know each other from different places. And so we all got together and then just had dinner and drinks and stuff like that. Now that was my night on Monday. But let me just describe what NFT NYC is like. I've been like trying to process it and what the description is like. And the only thing that I can do is compare it to ETH Denver. ETH Denver kind of felt like summer camp to me. And the reason why I feel like summer camp to me is because ETH Denver is kind of an isolated area. And so everyone that's staying in the hotels there was there for ETH Denver. 
And so just walking out in the streets, you knew everyone was there for ETH Denver because it was like summer camp. And then there's like only three buildings that you go to for the actual events. Every single side event that every company or VC is throwing, people had, were able to create a list of them so that everyone knew what all the parties, they could pick and choose. Yeah. It was very and, concentrated and yeah. it sounds like it was really well organized as well. Yeah, it's very concentrated. And then another thing is like the substance, it was more for developers. And so the substance was more the actual innovation of the tech. The content was valuable too, like you're actually learning stuff. NFT NYC is, you can't do everything. In New York, no one's there for NFT NYC, right? And it's so spread out. All the different speaking events are just all over the place. You have to pick and choose. You have to pick and choose. Do you want it to go to the fashion room? Do you want to go to the regulation room? These rooms are spread out through Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. They're spread out through Manhattan. There's different topics. And so they have sports and just a bunch of different companies on sports. And then that's how it works. And so you can't go through all of them. You can pick and choose. The cool thing about NFT NYC is they're booking all these small theaters throughout New York. I got to see Radio City for the first time. It's different theaters off Broadway or like all these different places, nice hotel conference rooms. So I got to explore. The actual content was terrible. Uh, was yeah. Like really fluffy or? Well, I got my ticket for free, right? Lee didn't have a ticket because I just got surprised. Hey, I have a ticket because I got it for free. So I was like, okay, I need to go pick it up. I go with him and my friend Yoshi and we go pick up my ticket because Yoshi has one too. We go through line. And what was interesting is all of it was just through manual Eventbrite tickets. It wasn't like any web oh, shit. It wasn't, oh, wow. It wasn't like an NFT ticket or anything? No, they print out these tickets for you and put it on. Wow. Mid opportunity. Like a, yeah. That's so lame. Yeah, just like lines and like that. It was pretty quick. In the process, I stole a ticket for Lee. So Lee got a conference ticket too. And so he ended up going with us. Wait, how'd you do that? You have an Eventbrite QR code, you scan it, and it prints out this little piece of paper that says your name on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you go take this little piece of paper to these people with a necklace on it, so you put it in the... It's like a holder. It's like a... Yeah, it's like a holder. laminate. Laminate, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you put it in for you, and then that's your pass. Okay. So as I was doing this, I saw someone's name card on the floor. So I just picked it up, and then as I was getting my lanyard thing, I just took another one. And then I, uh. <laughs> I, went out, I left and then so I just gave it to Lee. And so now he has this valuable thing, which was not valuable at all. And so we started going to these events. I don't even want to go to like day to day because they were just all really lame. ETH Denver was about new innovative technology and how to build on it and how it works. What NFT NYC was like, NFTs are going to change the world. And that's why I'm launching my company uh, 10 minutes. And that's why I'm launching this fashion company. And that's why I'm launching this daily journal company. And it's just 1,500 speakers all around New York. Marketing the shit out of their startup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like no content, really. There was a couple of talks that were interesting. But if you came as someone that didn't really know anything and trying to learn, I don't think it'd be that valuable. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So that's like oh. the actual classes, just like college and you go to the classes and they're so boring and you're not learning anything. That's how NFT NYC is. So were there any kind of like exhibits or like experiential pop-ups that were pretty cool or anything like that? Yes. Yeah, there's like so much, just like in college, there's classes, 
but then also there's a ton of extracurricular activities. And there's so many extracurricular activities. If you don't just be decisive in terms of what you're looking for, it's pretty overwhelming. You can't do everything. You don't even really know what's going on because there's so much going on. The only really way to really be able to experience NMT NYC is to know people that are doing things already. Either you're meeting up with friends that are in town because of NFT NYC or certain people that are throwing events, whether it's founders or DAOs or like that, throwing events, or whether it's the NFT projects. And we can talk about that later on. Um, there are certain categories that did throw their side events that I couldn't go to, but there's like a whole DAO day where they just had DAO speakers. There was another music day where they just hosted music NFT stuff. And there's different like types of things on the side, right? Yeah, yeah. And then my what favorite, was, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what was the overall vibe like? Especially since we're in a bear market right now, everyone's probably really hurting. What was the, was there a lot of energy? If, could you compare it back to ETH Denver? Because I think ETH Denver took place when we were still somewhat in the bull market. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. I think... Actually, I don't, it didn't feel like a bear market at all. Uh -huh. Everyone was excited. Everyone was very excited to meet their people to, well, so I think there's many different types of people that go, but it didn't feel like a bear market at all. It felt like they were there because they really believed in NFTs or they, they're attached emotionally to a certain subset of like web three people or projects. So there was no bear market at all. Let's separate it out. So. One of my favorite events was I got invited to gallery event. Gallery is one of our previous guests, Robin. He threw a small get together, no plus ones, a very small gathering. And he just invited people that he knew. And within that group, there are maybe four or five of my previous guests in there. Oh, nice. They're all like web three builders. They're all understand the space. And so that was my favorite event just because it was like catching up and like seeing how they're doing. And then just learning about what they're seeing. And that's like the small intimate things are good. So I think the bear market from that perspective, everyone is not shaken by the bear market. This is part of the process. But at the same time, there is a lot of changes. Some people there had just gotten laid off by Coinbase. They're looking for their next thing. But even those people, they're like, yeah, I got laid off at Coinbase. But once I got laid off, there's 20 or 30 projects trying to recruit me because of their experience at Coinbase. So I think those Web3 builders just believe in where it's going and there's no bear market for them other than job security type stuff. But I don't think there is that much job security. It's just more changes. And then you have the NFT projects. So I went to 8Fest. I went to a form of the Yazuki event. I saw the doodles from the outside perspective. I had a doodles, but I didn't sign up fast enough. And those projects, the people there are there because of the energy projects. They have this tie to the community. There was no bear market for them either. And they're there to make friends and enjoy the experience. Nice. Let's talk about some of the events that you went to, the different NFT project events. Yeah, so I didn't get into the most hype parts of these events. One of my first events was Ape Fest. How it works is there's so many apes that went to NFT NYC that they had to split it up into four days. Wow. You apply. And they give you a random ticket Monday, two, day three, day four. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got the Tuesday night. It was at a pier on the ocean and it was on top of a rooftop and it was a live concert. It felt like Coachella. My night was Timbaland and Lil Baby. But on the fourth night, they had Snoop Dogg and they played like a board video. So there's like a lot of crazy musical acts that showed up. It's they like had, an all day thing? It starts at 5 or 6 p.m. and then goes all the way throughout the night. 
Uh, I, didn't wow. actually, I didn't stay that long. I stayed maybe a few hours. I didn't actually see the end of it. They had this really cool thing. They had this coffee stand where you tell them which number your board ape is. You give them the number and then they'll print out on a latte your board ape. And it looks actually really nice. But they had like tacos. They had hot dogs, pizza. Um, all for free. For, all, for yeah, at, all at for the... free. What's really fascinating about AFES to me was there's like a second level where it's like a basically like a Supreme store and they sold eight, eight merch. And I wanted to see how they set it up and what it was like. And I literally waited for like 45 minutes just to get into the store because there was a crazy line. And then they had like maybe 10 items and they were crazy expensive. And I was just like thinking, wow, like the type of brand affinity they built within a year is insane. Wait, so who owned, is it only ape holders can attend ape fest or can you bring a plus one? Ape holders and mutant apes all have plus ones. You yourself can come and then you have a plus one too. Yeah. Okay. And the people that were buying all the gear, they were just ape holders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so that was fascinating to me that people were just willing to buy merch like that. I just couldn't really understand it. It didn't feel like a community. It just felt like a brand, like a lifestyle brand, uh -huh. like a Coachella lifestyle brand. It didn't feel like a community. I didn't really like Ape Fest that much, honestly. It was interesting seeing the types of people that showed up. There's like a lot of international people from all over uh, the world. I think it's interesting how they're just making more money off of their Ape holders. Yeah. Basically. Are they going to yeah. release the gear to the broader public? Is, do you know if there's any plans for that? Or is it literally just, oh, we're just going to sell it to our 10,000 board I, ape holders I, and 10,000 yeah. new ape holders. We're just going to keep monetizing our own community. I think it's basically an exclusive merch drop for people that were there. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was interesting because it wasn't like, hey, we're all board ape, so we're like in this community. It was just like this massive lifestyle brand that is able to bring in crazy acts and then sell merchandise to you. That's how it felt. I don't know if I liked it that much, but that was a cool, interesting experience. Yeah. It, Another, so it, yeah. You basically just felt like you're a customer. Oh, I was for sure a customer. You, it, you weren't like an equity holder or you didn't feel like super VIP. You were just one in the 20,000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Azuki had an, a different experience. So Azuki basically, because they had too many people, they had two nights of a night experience. The way that it worked is you would register and there's a raffle. I was not cool enough to make the raffle, so I didn't get to sh actually experience the night version. I got the consolation prize. After they threw the event, the next day, they still had the setup. So then you could check it out and experience it during the day. So I went to that. And so the Zuki event was actually incredible. They had it set up in this other pier indoors. You walk in and there's just the entire row of cherry blossoms. You can't see anything on the other side. So you walk through the cherry blossoms, you come through, and then you're put into this world where you're in this old town, Tokyo. It's an alleyway where the floor is this like stone floor. And then on both sides, you have little shops, right? Cool. It's like cyberpunk Japanese-ish feel. One woman is tattooing this man in this tattoo shop. So they had actors playing different roles. Yeah, they had actors. There was this one pawn shop where they were selling golden items from the Izuki collection. Could you interact with them? How did yeah. that work? I feel like you're interacting with NPCs. So they'd say stuff to you and you would talk back to them. I am really bad at this. That was really awkward. There's this like tagger that was just tagging the street up. And he was like, why don't you tag something? 
And then it was like, where are you from? Why don't you post your tag? And I basically just wrote LA. And he's like, where's Lop? And then I was trying, he was trying to have a conversation with me and I just couldn't. Did you just run away? I just ran away. And then they had this little candy shop where they had all these cool snacks that you can just take. They had this little arcade area where you can play those vending machine games where you can grab in-win items and you can pick up beans. So like this whole like kind of alleyway uh, Japanese cyberpunk experience that you really felt like you're in this world slash game with NPC characters that are, you're interacting with like, like on the is street. It, is it really crowded or is it like you can spend as much time as you want in each shop? Or did you feel like you're forced to keep moving through each exhibit or whatever. So I got the consolation prize. I actually didn't show up where it was like the cool people at nighttime. I was during the day. So my experience is like a stroll and you can just chill wherever you want. It was very chill, but I don't know what it was like at night. It might've been different at night. There's also different areas that I didn't know or didn't have access to. There's the speakeasy area where you can find like a hidden door and then you go. Oh, cool. But I didn't know about it. And then, so you go through and then you get to the end and then it comes out to the outside and they have like legit Asian food. They had boba, they had like beef rolls, they had all this Chinese, Taiwanese, legit food. It was so, like a night like, market. It was night market food. Yeah. 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 So then, oh, so yeah. And then there was a DJ playing music outside and it was pretty sick. It was cool. You just really felt like there was this world that you're in and there's this perspective that they're giving you and they... And it's very different from A-Fest. Azuki really felt like they had a like perspective and that they're trying to tell you a story. And was everything free as an Azuki holder? Yeah, everything was free. All the food was free. All the candy was free. They gave you a Zippo, Azuki Zippo too. And then later on, you go in to this big room and there's like taiko drummers, like basically playing like a thing for you. I know at nighttime when they had the real event, they had like Zoo play, the DJ. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think they had Lupe Fiasco play too. They had a really cool setup where they had screens on different sides of the wall and then they would show Azuki actors playing like this scene. And on both sides, it would be different parts of this scene. And so it, it felt really cool because it's just very artistic. I didn't show up for this, but Zagabond docks himself. That whole experience was just way more interesting and way cooler. And I think what an NFPFP project should be Versus the yeah. rape shit, right? Yeah, it basically sounds like it's more world building yeah. and immersive, whereas Borde Yacht Club is just like a high beast type brand. Yeah, there's no common language that Azuki has. The third one that I really know about is Doodles because I have a Doodle too. I didn't sign up fast enough, so I actually didn't get into the Doodles event. And the presentation was like, among other things, Alexis Ohanian the founder of Reddit with his own uh, VC firm called 776 is going to invest in Doodles as the first VC firm. And Pharrell is a new chief creative officer. And so it was more of a board presentation in terms of what's going on and what they're trying to do. I also went to the Crypto Coven one. I got to meet the High Witches. I met some people that I knew. What was the Crypto Coven event? Did they... Was it also very immersive and they had a lot of like crypto coven lore or was it just more of a hangout? They had two events. The first event was more of a hangout. They had a DJ and like they had a bar and it was like very witchy and everyone was really dressed up. We stood up and said hi and hung out 30 minutes. There's another event that I didn't go to, but had a singer and they had cupcakes and all this other stuff. I'm sure all these events are a function of how much 
revenue your NFT project has generated. Yeah, yeah right? that's why Board Ape is bringing on Eminem and Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even Azuki's. It sounds like the exhibit they put up had a lot of crazy details to it. Yeah, it was hiring very, yeah. NPC actors and everything. That's crazy. They must have spent a lot of money on it. Yeah, it was very, very thoughtful. And so there, there was like those type of events. We had a dinner for Cypress Dow, the Dowdy Investment Club that we're in. I met everyone through Slack, just being part of this investment Dow. And so meeting everyone, having dinner with them, and just getting to know everyone was really cool. That's what was really cool about NFT NYC is everyone was in town from different aspects of the crypto world and being able to say hi to them and meet them. There was a lot of people that reached out to me, hey, let's meet up at NFT NYC. But I think we were both so busy that we just never met up. There was maybe like 15 or 20 of them that I just never really got to see. It was very different from ETH Denver as well, because at ETH Denver, I still didn't really know anyone. I might have had some interaction with somebody online and I met them in person and that's how we became friends. But ETH Denver, like I literally didn't have any, I wasn't invited to anything. I didn't really know anyone. And I just showed up and just started trying to make friends. Whereas with N NFT NYC, it was the opposite where I had so many friends in the city that I didn't even really want to go to that many events. Yeah, yeah. You had your crew already. Or just had a lot of different crews. Yeah. In the yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. Sounds fun. I wish I could have came maybe yeah. next time. Oh, you just got to accept having COVID though. You got to be okay with that. <laughs> I'll just get my own hotel room. And <laughs> I, def I definitely know not to trust you with any types of bookings from here on out. Yeah, I know. You should have trusted me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot for catching up with me. Cool. Nice. Till next time. All right. Bye. Later. Thank you so much for listening until the end. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It'll help more people like you find us. You can find more about us on wild.show, wld.show. Please subscribe to our newsletter or DM us on Twitter. We'd love to get to know you.